Welcome to Be Unique Radio's On Demand with your host, Mary Brotherton, where our shows are not scheduled. They are brought to you on demand. You're listening to Robot Coop by XL Music Publishing, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Visit creativecommons.org for more information. Today, I'm here with Colleen Happany, president and founder of CareAmerica.org. Colleen has a lifelong passion for serving others. She was born in Maryland and moved to Florida in 2003. After many years in managerial roles in the retail industry and banking, Colleen decided to go into a life as caregiver for the elderly, and she's never looked back. She realized many seniors and veterans were in need of in-home care, and she founded Care America to assist as many seniors as possible and employ compassionate caregivers. Rooted in love through her relationship with Jesus Christ, Colleen's greatest passion is to serve those who once served others. Compassionate care with dignity is her highest priority. Why you? Tell me why you cried and why you (laughs) lied to me. Remember that old song? I do, but I don't lie. (laughs) I know. I don't remember who sang it, but every time I say, tell me why that song bumps into my head. It really wasn't ever a dream that I had. Um, It was a God thing. I had been in banking prior to that for 11 years and I got fired. And I really didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I did not want to work for another corporation. So after a year and a half of being on unemployment, uh, my girlfriend said, how'd you like to try caring for an older person in their home? There's somebody there who can train you and she has to leave and they're looking for someone to fill in. So I thought, well, what have I got to lose? And I went there the very first day and I absolutely just fell in love with what I was doing. Oh, Yeah, it was beautiful. It was an older woman. Um, She at the time was the same age that my mother would have been if my mother had still been alive. And I think that's probably a lot of why I just felt so drawn. She was just a very sweet woman. She'd had a stroke. She could use most of her body, but not all of it. So she needed some assistance. I'd never done this before, but they trained me. And with after a week, I was doing it on my own. And then they referred me to another client who had Parkinson's and I began ministering to her. And after those two, I uh, had an automobile accident about eight months later and I still went to work in great excruciating pain. I was going through treatments and whatnot, but eight months after that, I had a second automobile accident, but it just really took out my backs for quite some time. So by faith, I just subcontracted out. Those were the only two jobs that I had. 
And a friend of mine said to me, you should begin a nonprofit. And I said, you know, I just left all my life. I've been a manager. I've been, t- you know, hiring people. For- I said, I don't want to bother. And then he said these words and they really hit me hard. Mary, they, he said, how can you help as many people as you want to, if you're doing it by yourself? And so, oh, that's powerful. Yeah, it is. So I, he had been someone who had um, started 30 or 40 different nonprofits, <clears throat> help people, you know, with paperwork and things. And he offered to do that for me. So I printed out all the necessary paperwork with the IRS and I sent it in and I said, okay, God, if you really want this to happen, it will get approved. Well, many people were telling me, Mary, that it wouldn't get approved for six months to a year. I had an answer within 90 days that it was yes. <laughs> nice. Now, how long yeah. ago was that? That was eight years ago in November. Okay. Yeah, eight years ago this month. So that yeah. is really, that's really kind of cool because it's sort of like the path that Be Unique took when Jennifer and I decided that we needed to do this, we had no idea we were going to do a nonprofit. And we knew that whatever we did had to have philanthropy involved in it. So when we narrowed, we, you know, we were looking at nonprofits and we were trying to figure out which ones to, to work with, we couldn't get the list down below 150. So we said, well, maybe we'll just make them general, you know, like animals or veterans or whatever. I was telling my husband about it and he said, well, why don't you become a nonprofit? I said, oh, that's so easy for you to sit here and say, <laughs> you know, I said, but like, like you, I said, you know what? I'm going to try it. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And God is in charge of this. And so we got our answer in less than 90 days. It was phenomenally fast. It seems like, yes. and then, and then we just barreled on through. So you basically provide in-home services and is it always medical or is it non-medical services? It's both. It's, it's, uh, we are registered as homemaker companion services, but we hired independent contractors and by their rules and regulations as, as we're hiring independent contractors, we can send in HHAs and CNAs to minister. Um, well, when we say medical, you know, it's, we're talking about really hygiene, giving them, uh, you know, medications, which a companion cannot do. You can't give some, you can remind them to take it, but you can't distribute it. So we have to really be careful. Interesting. About, I didn't know that. Yeah. But um, so we have uh, a few veterans that we're caring for right now. And um, the reason why we're so passionate about the veterans is because of that aid and attendance uh, benefit pension plan that so little of them even know exists and that helps pay for their home care. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes, it's uh, primarily for the lower income veterans and there's significant amount of those. Um, So what happens is they submit an application through the VA for for, um, for assistance you know, usually, usually it's they're in a wheelchair and they need somebody to help them, you know, transfer or whatever, um, you know, and, and then do the companion things like go shopping for them and so forth. But anyway, the aid and attendance pension plan will provide through the VA up to about 85 hours per month 
of paid home care. Less than 3% of veterans even know that this exists. And it's not just for the veterans, but it's also for their spouses or their widows. And they can also be treated as a couple. So if, you know, as they age, right, usually one's taking care of the other. Yeah. And then something happens and now they can't do that job anymore. So they can actually qualify as a couple as well. So, so there's if, a few parameters that they have to meet. You know, they have right. to obviously have served in, in, during wartime and, uh, or a conflict. When and, you say uh, they can qualify as a couple, if you have a service member yes. who is the caregiver yes, and then is no longer able to do that, can, this transfers to the spouse then so that the, care, the for, former caregiver can be receiving the care. Right. Okay. So in other words, let's take as an example, you have a married couple and, and the gentleman is the veteran and he's taken care of his wife and then he falls down and breaks his hip and he can't do that anymore. So the aid and attendance program will give them what's known as a couple's benefit. It still, it still provides $85, I'm sorry, 85, about, I'm just as roughly, because some are a little different, about 85 hours a month of paid care for the both of them. If it's just, you know, and then, it, you know, when things change, they're just required to update, you know, we don't need this anymore if somebody passes away, but. Right. So you know, that, that, that's really good though, that the veteran can get the care for the spouse. Yes, absolutely. But they don't know that. That's the problem is most of them don't know it. Wow. So we've, yeah, we've begun a campaign uh, with Congressman Posey's office. We started about a year ago, bringing this to his attention and just trying to be more of a voice in the community for, you know, informational purposes. And uh, was that last month, Don? My assistant is here, Don. We yep. did with Senator Rubio. Was that October? It might have been the end of October or September. Yeah, I think it was October. But and it, we connected with a, a member from Senator Rubio's office who came here for two hours, and veterans just poured in as as they between you know that time frame, and she began case files for each one of them, whatever it happened to be. It didn't have to just be about needing home care, but whatever it happened to be. So that was one of our ways of reaching out to the veteran community to let them know more of, you know, what's available to them. That's don't know. wonderful. Yeah. yeah, thank you. So, so how, do, I do that again? how do you do this? How do you reach these veterans? Well, primarily it's been uh, up to this point, it's been all referrals. We, we've done little to no marketing. Uh, it's just been referrals. We connected with the American Legion Post. Uh, you know, there's many veterans everywhere, especially in Florida. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, church communities or people where they're working. As I said, a lot of them have come through referrals. We do have a new video coming out soon. Um, it's just one of those quick 15 second ones. But boy, you can say a lot in 15 seconds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that will be on the billboards uh, for a while. And, and uh, hopefully over at Indian River Colony Club shortly. And that's a big uh veteran community it's yes, primarily it almost all yeah almost all veterans and so just to make them aware of who we are and what we're doing so how many we people, want to be a resource 
How many people no. are you currently serving? Well, currently we're serving five. I know. I always have to check with Dawn. She does all this for me. Yeah. Well, uh, the current. One, two, three, four, four. Okay. Currently, four one. Um, you know, sadly, either they pass or they do have to. They end up going into an a, to a facility. So, uh huh. Yeah. We're we're looking to branch out and um, not only in that in that area, but also in the political arena. So. Um, you know, we, we could really use some people to come on board and help us who just want to. We're all we're looking for is somebody to volunteer, like three people to volunteer two hours a month. You know, we'll let them know where the needs are and just kind of help out. A lot of it's administrative. You know, I'm the networking person. I'm the face, but I so I can't be in the house anymore. I can't be there taking care of the people, which I right. really enjoyed. But since I'm out networking, I'm involved with the Palm Bay Chamber of Commerce, you know, um, heavily getting involved with the mayors. Uh, you know, it, there's a lot involved in, and I keep throwing more onto Dawn who thankfully takes it right now, but eventually <laughs> she might throw it back at me. So we, we could get some yeah, people we'll to just, help out. Just keep way. one straw in reserve so you don't break your camel's back. That's right, that's right, yes. So, uh, but we, like I said, we've been blessed with, um, Referrals is really where, they, and most of them for me, the friends are uh, friends of friends. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It is. So, yeah. what is your biggest hurdle right now? I would, well, there's two actually. I would say one is reaching the veterans, um, you know, so that they can know there are other options out there for home care. A lot of, just like many seniors, Mary, you know, they don't get help until it's too late or, you know, when a well, chaos. They don't like, even know sometimes that they need right, help. Well, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. And, and that, and also because finances for them are, you know, it's a struggle. So we want them to know about this benefit because it'll alleviate a lot of that stress. And the second thing is in, in the entire health industry, not just myself, it's been very challenging to find caregivers. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of caregiver burnout because too many of them have been used in facilities where they're tending to five, six people at a time. Yeah. And it's, so it's been hard well, for them. But in home care is a whole different thing. You know, you're assigned to one person and, um, you know, they develop that relationship and that trust, because I tell you, it takes a lot of trust for an older person to humble themselves and allow someone else to tend to their hygiene needs let's say especially if it's not a family member exactly yeah i, I sometimes my... i think it's easier when it's not a family member well you know, they don't they don't want their children to see them they don't want vulnerable. to be vulnerable exactly. exactly my mother uh it was an interesting situation for years my husband and i would go visit her and uh the last five years at least i would cry on the way home and i'd say somebody's got to step up and do something she's deteriorating and finally, that last year, he looked at me and he said, well, you're somebody. Why don't you do something? I said, what do you expect me to do? She was in South Carolina. I'm in Florida. He said, why don't we see if she's willing to let us move in with her and take care of her? And trust me, that was a big change because we moved. I mean, our entire lifestyle changed from suburban Florida to rural South Carolina from, you know, four bedroom house to a 
two-bedroom house. Everything changed for all of us, but it was a good thing. It was very helpful for her and for us. And it opened my eyes to what caregiving really is. But I have a cousin who's, she, we call her aunt because we're from the South. And, you know, if she's older than your mother, then she's got to be, you know, she can't be your cousin anymore. She never had children. And as she got older, she, I think this year she's 106. She never had children. So she didn't have any body to take care of her. Like my mother had eight children. Somebody was going to step up at some point. She had hired caregivers to come stay with her. And it was a big adjustment and it was very hard. I mean, you trust your children won't steal from you, but you don't know that about somebody you hire. Yeah, it is. You know, we, we have to do level two background screenings, but, and that's where the real, you know, discernment comes in is when that's why I, I want to meet them well, face-to-face or Zoom, I don't just want to answer an application and say, yeah, you're hired because, and even then there's no 100% guarantee just because it's not on their background doesn't mean, you know, maybe they didn't get caught, but prime for the most part, you, you know, that really doesn't happen. We do hear this, but those are the only stories you hear about. So um, there's a lot more good than bad. Now these, these people, you said that you want people who volunteer just a couple of hours do you find that volunteers are better than hiring? No. Well, actually, we're looking for volunteers, not as companions or caregivers, but volunteers to help with the um, the background work of Care America. Okay. So like social media presence, um, assisting with, you know, maybe just training someone who would be willing to go out and talk to the potential client and their family, because that's another thing that I also do. You know, so okay. I'll meet, I'll meet with that person and just tell them who we are, what we do and what we provide and get a list of their needs. So then that way we can match the caregiver with that person. We have, we have a very good um, track record of matching personalities. Of, oh, that's of good. That's really good. It's and see, I think, I think that's also probably a God gift. If you can, if you can so. match yeah. that, um, it's, it, I think it's a gift when you can see that somebody is going to be a good companion for somebody else. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we have, we, yeah, we've been blessed with that, you know, but so just things like that. And um, what was the other thing, Don, do you remember that I had asked for where we need the most help? Oh, yeah. Would actually like to have a veteran join us, (laughs) you know, and possibly become a member of the board. And um, so that way we would have a liaison to the veteran community because we all know that, you know, veterans talk to veterans. Yes. Just just like, you know, older people talk to older people and younger people talk to younger people. It's it's about relationship. So, yeah, that that would be really helpful. So have you asked for um, have you put a a call out for a board member to the veterans that, that you work with? We have, but we have, uh, well, most of the people that we work with right now are, um, they're not really connected in the community anymore because of their age, you know, so it's, and the families like you, you know, they don't live in the state, right. most of them. Yeah. So that well, I, I was thinking, you know, you mentioned uh, Indian River Colony. Yeah. 
because those people tend to be pretty active still. That's true. That's true. Yeah, we just got the door open. So once we get through it, yeah, we'll we'll start to have more connect because I do have a very strong connection there. That's so good. Hopefully, yeah, That's it is. It is. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, you know, that will bla- help blast us off in the new year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward so, to it. <laughs> I, I know that you're looking for funds as all nonprofits are, but volunteers and more qualified people to help be on your care team, I guess, are probably your biggest needs. Yes. Yeah, you know, and of course, any and all referrals are welcome to, I mean, just, I mean, everybody knows or sees somebody that's in need of assistance. And so if they want to keep us in mind, you know, that would be great. Yes, there is a lot of competition out there, but I I believe we do it differently. We, I would tell you that we, what sets us apart is we take the cases that most won't. And by that, I mean, Many of the organizations have minimum requirements and we try to, but we also are willing to work with you. So if you can't meet that 12 to 15 hour a week minimum and you can only afford, you know, these are like for the self-pay. If you you can only, I mean, we do have a couple of clients that can only uh, operate out of, you know, six hours, you know, six to eight hours a week. And so but that helps the caregiver too, because we just put them together one in the morning, one in the afternoon. And then that, you know, that caregiver has two and it's worth their while. Obviously we consider their travel distance as well. But like I said, you know, we, we generally will take on those that others have said no to if we can. I mean, there's been, you know, a time or two and we've had to say no, cause it just didn't make sense, but we try to help anyone that we can in any way that we can. And if we can't do it, then we'll try to find somebody who can. That's very cool. Now, I was looking on your website. I know that you have a pretty big goal for Care yes. America. <laughs> Would you tell me about that, please? We do. We do. It's a dream that was given to me, uh, gosh, about six years ago. So a couple, just about two years after. And we would, um, I just envision a senior care treatment hospital. And by that, I mean that it would be for anybody over the age of 65, where seniors go into a hospital and they're actually treated individually and not as an age group. Uh, Because we do know that many seniors, when they go into hospitals today, if they're a certain age, they basically just kind of get all the same kind of treatment and they get all kinds of medicines that they really don't need. Yep. And then they're not sent, they're not really encouraged to thrive. They're just encouraged to survive. We want to make this a thriving place. And actually, uh, we believe in in that there will be healings and and that they will go out of there better than when they came in. So that's our big goal. When you say healings, can you tell me a little more what you mean by that? Well, sure. I, you know, I'll tell you, this will surprise a lot of people, but did you know that um, cancer is actually the number two cause of death in people over the age of 65. I'm not surprised. Yeah. So, you know, what are they doing about it? Well, they're just sending them through, you know, when they get to a certain age, especially many of the older people were like, well, I don't want to bother with chemotherapy or radiation because I'm older and it's just going to hurt me more. So 
I believe there's other things out there that, are, but the biggest thing I believe in is the healing hand of Jesus. And I just believe when they come into that hospital, it's going to be fully anointed and they're going to get, they're going to walk out healed and we're going to see miracles. We're seeing them today. I, I know there's, you know, I knew they're that's what you over. meant. And I'm so glad to hear you say it. Yeah. Yeah. There's, it's, it's a heal. It's a healing hospital without doubt. Uh, you know, I've had visions of it and believing for it. So. You know, if, if I live to see it, great. If I don't live to see it, great. I really don't care how it gets done or who does it. I just want it done. And I think that God will, this hopefully, maybe this will help, you know, bring someone to us and says, you know, tell me more about your vision. It's a, it's a necessary thing. I've talked to many doctors and nurses and other people, and nobody has said to me, it's a silly idea. They're, they're all in agreement that it's oh, that's needed. good. Yeah. So I, I like yeah. this. I, I just think what you're doing is wonderful. And I wish it had been around when my dad was alive. Of course, we were in different states at that point, even then. But still, just to have, I think something like this should probably go nationwide. Absolutely. Because what you're doing is you're providing care according to their level of ability to pay, not how good their insurance is. Yes. Yeah, that's the, yeah, and that was the whole mission when we began was to provide, you know, service for those, whether they could afford it or not. So, and the only way we can do that is with sponsorships, you know, some sponsoring, you know, sponsor a veteran, sponsor a senior. It's, it, it usually, it averages about $25 an hour to care for someone. So, you know, figure that out, right? If you need, if you need a hundred hours of care, then that's $2,500. Well, there's no amount of donation that's too small because it all adds up. Exactly. It does add up. It all adds up. So whether they can give $5 or $5,000, it's all just as meaningful. It really is. I can understand that. I'm excited because, um, you know, because we are creating this new magazine that's focused on Brevard County. And it's going to be talking all about nonprofits like Care America. This is, I think it's an, uh, an opportunity to get you in touch with more sponsors. I do appreciate it. That's you know, my I goal. I think that the name Care America actually came from my friend and uh, who direct, who was the one who said, why don't you start a nonprofit? So um, could be very prophetic. Because you just said this is national. I believe it is. I've seen, I believe this will event, this will be national and, uh, and, pra- and possibly even global because we're doing things that nobody else is doing in a different way. And, you know, our mission statement is serving God through serving others. And when you serve other people with, the, with an abundance of love, that, that can only come from God. So Absolutely. Uh, I know this has all been appointed by him. Now, let me ask you a silly question, because I already know the answer. (laughs) But how do you feel now with the work that you do every day compared to the work that you did before you founded this organization? Oh, yeah, well, that's true. That is a no brainer. Uh, I have never been more fulfilled. And I have said from day one that I get so much more than I give. I just receive such joy and there's nothing like knowing you've just served someone to enrich their lives, even if it was just to bring a word of encouragement or to offer them some hope or just to sit there with them and hold their hand or, you know, just be a friend in need. Um, there's nothing greater than that. I know also that like 
so many other people who found organizations, there are days that you think, why did I ever start this? What do you do then? How do you get out of that? I pray. (laughs) I pray and then I vent to Dawn and then I go, yeah, so (laughs) yeah, no, seriously, I pray. There's been a lot of days like that. I won't lie, you know, Um, because there's challenges no matter what. There's a the things that people don't know about nonprofits is there is yeah. a lot of paperwork involved. There's a lot of um, filing and, and processing and things that have to be done behind the scenes yes. to keep you going, which is why you say you need more volunteers in the administration portion. Yes. I totally get that. There, I mean, there are days that I find I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, do I have to go to my computer right now? I really, I just want to spend some time with the cat. And you know what? <laughs> I spend time with the cat, which is, is kind of like my, my, he's not my, I want to, don't want to say he's my prayer master. I call him my Zen master, but he helps me stop. If I sit down with the cat, then I have to stop everything. And then I can shut down all that craziness is going on inside my head all the the doubts and the concerns and the what-ifs and the worries and then I can realize that I am exactly where I need to be because I followed that voice that said this is what I want you to do yes exactly yeah I can't tell you how many times I've thought and we we're supposed to quit we're supposed to quit and then a new client will show up or you know and so um but what I do see for myself, like I said, when we can get more of the right people in the right place, that's going to allow me the opportunity then to step through the governmental side, which is where I believe I'm being called now. So it's me equipping and training the saints, as you will. Right. Yeah. So that's equipping and training everybody who's on board with us and allowing them to do the work that I trust them to do so that I can go out and start another branch, you know, because we're going to need support from all areas and walks of life. It's not just from one section. And so that's why I say, you know, this whole thing too, with the veterans and bringing awareness to them for their benefits, it's been heavy on my heart for the last year, year and a half. And um, we've done some, but we need to do more. And I can only do that if we have enough people behind us to help. So that gets me out of, from behind the computer yes, and out of the house. And, um, you know, doing the, taking those steps that are necessary to get it completed. Now, the website is careamerica.org. It's care-america.org. Care-america.org. And be looking soon, hopefully. Well, see, we could use a few sponsors for that, too. Now, we do have an opportunity to have a whole new website built. Um, traditionally it's about $4,000. They're willing to do it for two. And so if we just could get a few sponsors to help with the website, we could have a whole new website because currently it's not as user-friendly as it needs to be. And it's difficult for seniors to navigate. And this is going to help make it a whole lot easier for them as well. And it's not going to be just about us. It's going to be about many other resources also that are available to them. So excellent. I look forward to that. Yeah. Well, I thank love, you for what you're doing too, oh, because you know, welcome. I think and your nonprofits are misunderstood. Yeah, they so, are. They really are. And people understand that nonprofits are doing great work and we don't need to be doing all the hard work. No one nonprofit can do it all. 
That's right. What you're doing is important. What I'm doing is important. And what every other nonprofit in the county is doing is equally important. We just, it, that's part of the taking a village, you know, to create a community, I guess. Yeah, I'd, li- I'd like to see that, you know, I've been saying for years since I began, we're not in competition, we're in collaboration. Yes, and yes. And if we all work together, we'll all s- succeed. There's enough to go around for each there's, and every one of us. More than and there's enough. not enough of us to go around for the needs in the community. Exactly. So do you have any final words that you'd like to say for our audience to take home with them? Uh, I I probably go on for hours, but uh, (laughs) I don't have that much time. I I know that's that's okay. I, well, I think the biggest thing is that really, I just hope that they heard my heart in this and that, um, you know, we truly are here to serve in, in any way that we can and that we're able to the senior and veteran community. And it's not a job to us. It's truly our passion and has been since we began. So so I just hope that they'll see that. I wish you nothing but success. And we'll have to see how we can generate and get everything flowing so that you get more money to make that success. Um, I appreciate everything that you're doing. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I, I can't tell you how much it means to me that you're doing what you're doing for seniors because I have a a soft spot in my heart for them because I am one. (laughs) Yeah, well, same here. So, you know, it's some, we're trying to provide the type of care that we would want for ourselves. Yeah. That's, that's it in a nutshell. That's cool. That's what we're doing. Well, I want to make sure that everybody who's listening to the podcast part, and I'll put this in the article as well, that all they have to do is go to care-america.org to learn more about you, to volunteer, to become a sponsor, to make a donation, yes. or even just give you an add a girl. Because sometimes, sometimes just getting somebody to say, I appreciate you for who you are. I, I, I see you. I know what you're doing is important. I can't donate right now. But then also to go on social media and share your post so that they can hit the right person at the right time who can open up their Absolutely. purse and help. Yeah, that, that would do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Will do. Thank you, Mary, so much. Thank God you. Bless. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Be Unique Radio's On Demand with your host, Mary Brotherton. If you like what you hear, please reach out to us at beunique.org and see how you can become a sponsor of any of our radio shows. The music you're listening to is Robot Coop by XL Music Publishing, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Visit creativecommons.org for more information.